Hello from ABA Tech Show 2019 in Chicago, Illinois. I'm Lawrence Coletti. I'm Amy Krieg. I'm Darla Jackson. And we're on the road with Legal Talk Network. And we're back. We are in Chicago at ABA Tech Show, and I have uh, the the co-presenters for a session that I truly cannot pronounce. I'm going to give it a go, and then we're going to rebrand it. Uh, so just a heads up to the uh, the board over at ABA Tech Show. So between the Scylla, what is it, Scylla, and the uh, Sharbdis, Sharbdis, and then there's a colon, and then it says managing information overload. So I think, what do we want to rebrand this? What do you think? Between a rock, rock and a hard and place. I concur. <laughs> I think that's a good one. So let me introduce here. I've got uh, Amy Krieg and Darla Jackson. Before we get into what the session was all about, let's uh, learn a little bit more about you. Uh, where do you work? What do you do? Why don't we start with Darla? Okay. I am the ref- one of the reference librarians at the University of Oklahoma College of Law, but Before that, (laughs) I was a practice management advisor at the Oklahoma Bar Association, and before that, I was an attorney in the Air Force as a judge advocate. Excellent. I understand you know Jim Calloway. I know Jim very well. Everybody knows Jim. (laughs) All right, Amy, where do you work? What do you do? Uh, So I am the attorney and compliance officer for Habitat for Humanity of Huron Valley in Ann Arbor. Uh, Prior to that, I worked at Michigan State University College of Law uh, as a career services advisor for the law students there. And then before that, I was at a small firm in a small town and a big firm before that in a big town. So I've had a range of job experiences. Excellent. Well, I saw the uh, the title of this, and uh, what I really cued in on was uh, managing information overload. This is a topic near and dear to my heart. We, as a media company, have a lot of communications, whether it's phone or text or or uh, ping or email. You know, there's always some kind of inbound communication that needs to be managed, and and uh, you know, there's differing levels of priorities. I can totally relate. And actually, when I saw this, I was, as you say, between a rock and a hard place. So between a couple of projects needing to get this uh, scheduled. So. I want to start with this. Um, you know, obviously, this is something I think most attorneys battle at some point in time in their career is the uh, information overload and uh, being able to process and prioritize and communicate uh, back with their clients. Actually, one of the number one complaints uh, that we hear about with the uh, the state bar associations around the country from clients is the, you know communications aren't as much as they would expect. So let's begin there. How do you reckon? What are the signs that you're overwhelmed? I will say from personal experience, I feel like heart, my heart starts pounding a little bit and I feel my palms get sweaty. I got a lot of thoughts swirling around in my head, lots of things going on and I'm constantly looking at my phone or my computer or my email, I'm checking the time. That to me signals that I'm, I'm, over, I'm overwhelmed. Right, and the studies basically say if you're overwhelmed and you're multitasking, we can't really multitask. We just tell ourselves that we can. And so then your focused IQ can't really solve the problem. So feeling that anxiety and such about I'm not able to call up everything that I need to focus on finishing this project is one of those things. One of the Uh, pictures that we had in our presentation actually was a, we'll say it's an attorney, um, in the restroom (laughs) with the laptop and the phone. And 
that's when you know that you're overloaded because you can't even take a moment to uh, do what needs to be done. <laughs> so the reason I asked that question, I know it seems like a silly one on the surface, but uh, you know, with, with the advent of our mobile devices and mobile computing, there you can literally work everywhere via hotspot, laptop, you know, anywhere. I, you know, I do actually work in the airport line. Sometimes I'm writing a script on my way to the next location. And so I take my work with me and I'm also listening as I go. And so the reason I bring that up is that I think a especially attorneys with the, just the detailed work that they need to do, they're answering communications, they feel like they're getting a lot done. They've responded or they're aware that something needs to be done. But in fact, and what I've noticed is that when you talk with them about their day, how much did you actually get done? Like how many emails did you get out back to your client? You know, where are these cases? What, what you know process are you in? And you find out the more they have inbound, the less they're getting out. And so, but they feel tired because they're aware of what happened, but the actual work isn't getting done as efficiently as possible. So I think that's something I think attorneys uh, today with all these devices can get overwhelmed and not really know it. I think that's really true. And one of the things that we talked about is FOMO. You know, the attorneys do think that they're getting a lot done, but they also were like, I've got to pay attention to every email notification and I've got to work on my social media because I've got to get myself out there and get uh, new clients and build new revenue and such. But it's really, they're multi, they're trying to multitask. And so um, they're really having these distractions and let's say 15, and that's really a low number, but if you only had 15, and um, according to the science, it takes eight minutes to get back to focusing on a task. So you build in that time with what you got distracted by, the email or whatever. You're losing so much time. If you had 15 distractions that broke you from your focus and you say 11 minutes, that's over two and three quarter hours a day that you're just trying to react to the distractions that come upon you. And so I think Clio's legal trends, you know, is saying for especially solo and small firm lawyers, they're only ending up billing 2.4 hours in an eight hour day. Well, we know they work more than that. Um, so they're really still billing only 2.4 hours and they're really missing out on that revenue that they could have had if they had been focused rather than trying to get the new clients and build revenue that might come in by way of email and that type of thing. And I think that uh, lawyers need to figure out how to get the deep knowledge work done by, you know, shutting off the technology for 15 minutes, even 15 minutes, I think, could help. And if you do that every day and build up to a little bit longer, 30 minutes, you're going to build a habit and a culture in your work environment that you are, you know, you set aside time to do deep work and you don't respond to Im immediate emails. I also think that attorneys need to do a lot of work with their workflows. So looking at uh, things like uh, lean processes, applying those in your office can really help with that information overload. Because, yeah, an attorney comes home and they feel like they didn't get a lot done because all they were doing was, uh, you know, looking at email, but they didn't have a process in place to manage that, that they had talked about and how to do that. So I think if lawyers took a closer look through some of those processes, they'll see ways to improve. Yeah, I, I think that's, I think that's hundred percent right. You know, um, 
just in terms of dealing with inbound communications, you know, I, we get overwhelmed. And so one of my things I do every morning is I look at my calendar. And so here's the tasks that have to be done today. And I just take a me- just mental notes, like where do I want to be at noon? Where do I want to be at three? Where do I want to be, you know, near the end of the day? And then I, um, I, I do the same thing. I kind of, I, I make some time for turning communications off. So it's like, okay, for this period of time, I'm going to do nothing but emails. I'm not getting off this task. I'm just going to respond, reply. And uh, at this point, I'm going to get on calls. And I try to divide up my day so I can focus on one task at a time. I find that works for me. Not, not everyone's the same. But uh, what, were, what are some of your recommendations in terms of making sure you're getting everything done, but also being mindful and with the ability to communicate with your clients? You know, I think one of the things that I do is I do it at the end of the day. I look at what did I get accomplished today and what do I have on my calendar tomorrow so I can you know, earmark and finish those tasks of the day and follow up with tasks in the morning. I think also looking at how the flow of communication is working in your office. So looking at how are we communicating within the office, uh, maybe using a tool like Slack for all of your uh, inner office communication or base camp or something like that so that all of your colleagues and coworkers are on one page. You're not getting overwhelmed by all of that email or looking at, uh, you know, practice management software for uh, external communications. Right. Um, one of the things that we talk about a lot at the Oklahoma Bar Association, where I used to be, was the fact of using a secure client portal. So that deals with the ethics issue about encrypted email and needing to have your client confidential information be encrypted and such because it's a secure client portal. But also, you're not getting all of this external email in that is not useful to your job. Uh, And you can have, if you have staff, they can also help you monitor the client portal and respond appropriately and then let you know uh, that there's one that you do need to address. But also getting back to focusing on particular things that you need to accomplish for that day. Paul Unger of Affinity talks a lot about the way he does it is he actually journals the th- like three things that he needs to accomplish that day to be a successful day for him mm-hmm. uh, and focusing on those. So sometimes as attorneys, we talked about this a little bit, um, we're not always good at saying no, and maybe we don't have to say no, maybe we can say not today. (laughs) So we can put it off and, you know, until a time when we might have additional uh, time and just not today. These are the three things that we're concentrating on today. I think the other thing going off those like uh, lists that we do, uh, one of the things we talked about is Kanban boards, which is an idea of lean. And that's like a multifaceted to-do list where it's not just the list, it's also sub-list. And you can visually see how you're moving along on a project. Uh, But also uh, one thing that I have found is bullet journaling, which is kind of a trendy thing outside of the lawyer world, but it's a way to uh, organize like a diary or a journal or a calendar all in one. So you can have an index of what every page of your journal is for, and then you can write down each day what tasks you're going to accomplish, and you can easily cross them out, move them around, Uh, and you can also have events and notes about that event or meeting that you're going to have all in one place, and ideas can land there. It's just a really great place to collect a lot of things that can get it out of your brain and dumped into a, a place. 
So I've heard uh, a little bit of a mention for Slack. I've heard a mention for Basecamp, which is something that we use at Legal Talk Network. We really love Basecamp. I've heard about client portals. Um, I've heard about redesigning your process, you know, just kind of be mindful of your workflow and, and setting an agenda for the day. What are some of the other applications or programs that you guys are liking for managing workflow and trying to be cognizant of those hazards of changing gears all the time? Well, I um, am talking about later on this afternoon, document management. And so using either document management or practice management tools that have those so that you're organizing the more than 26,000 documents that you're producing a year as an attorney uh, certainly can be useful. I also think that uh, visualizing your workflow through um, a diagram is very helpful to see, okay, first you diagram what you're already doing every step in your process with sticky notes on a big white sheet of paper, and then talk uh, amongst yourselves about how do we make this more efficient, and then you come up with a final diagram that shows the workflow so that you're not just keeping all the workflows in your head, you've got it uh, detailed on a diagram that you can see, okay, step one is this, step two is this, you can even have choice diagrams and things like that. I think that really helps get people started uh, in externalizing those internal thoughts. So I, I, that sounds like a great recommendation. I think especially for repeated tasks, like if, you're a, if your firm does a lot of the same things over and over again, maybe something that's ripe for automation. But uh, do you guys agree? I mean, if it's something that's repeatedly done over and over again, that's probably something you need to, uh, to, to diagram out. And, and I, I think we're Attorneys, if you're still out there paying attention, like when you're talking about the same task on all, over and over again, if it's the same task and you're saving five minutes each time, think about what that adds up to at the end of the year. You know, so even if it doesn't come back to you in terms of billables, it'll make your life a lot easier. Right. And <laughs> yeah. saving time even by using the workflow within a practice management system so that rather than having to go in each case and put in different a different workflow for a similar kind of case, you've created it once and you just apply it to the case or the batch of cases. So just a second to last question for you, uh, maybe this is a, a two-part second to last question, but uh, I just in terms of kind of clearing your head and being mindful, uh, what are some of the resources you recommend for that? Uh, so I've been meditating for a really long time, like over 10 years, and I have found uh, Insight Timer recently to be very helpful. It's got a lot of free guided meditations that you can use. It's got communities, so you can have uh, people that you can interact with and encourage you to try to pick that up. And for me, meditation has really helped me uh, become singularly focused on a single task. If you can sit quietly in a room and not have a freight train of thoughts going through your head and you can focus on your breathing, then you can sit at your desk and mindfully manage your information and focus and do deep work. Anybody you like to listen to or watch in terms of sort of organizing, controlling your world? I don't have anyone specific, but I don't do meditation, but I do things that are somewhat similar. Just thinking about my own health habits and just breathing sometimes really allows me to clear my head and then think about why I got where I was at. So there's a method called the HALT method where you think about 
what really got you there in the first place? Are you hungry? Are you tired? Are you angry? And what got you there? And then you can, you know, try and prevent that in the future. And just breathing, you know, that seems very simple, but what the science teaches us is just doing that breathing kind of resets your system so rather than that fight or flight that you're used to you're thinking about okay I'm resetting my system okay I'm calm now and now I can think about what got me there in the first place yeah I used to just take a lap around the block <laughs> I would also add, I read a book recently, or listened to a book on my drive, which is uh, uh, The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. If you have an opportunity, it really talks about how you can really use habits to better control information and things like that in your organization and with your own habits. And I think if you can have good habits, those technologies that we talked about, you can really utilize. But without good habits, you're really in the same spot that you were before with those new technologies. All right, well, last question. If our listeners, they want to reach out, be more mindful, be more organized, uh, not get overwhelmed by their communications, how can they find you? Let's uh, let's start with Amy. Uh, so you can either find me on uh, LinkedIn. I will not give out my email because... I, I like to keep that for my client, Habitat, and those clients. But you can reach me at Twitter and LinkedIn. My Twitter handle is A-K-R-I-E-G-15. And Darla? Uh, and I'm Darla Jackson, and you can reach me also on Twitter or LinkedIn. And my Twitter handle is Darla underscore OK Bar. Well, we've reached the end of the road for today's episode. I want to thank our guests for joining us, Amy and Darla. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Also want to thank our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review us in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or better yet, your favorite podcasting app. We'll see you next time for another episode of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about what you heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS, find us on Twitter and Facebook, or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Yeah.